MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For those of you that don't know DJ Hushmanzada, he's one of the more interesting people that I know. I always have an interesting conversation with TJ because he has he just has some things. He's just not going to move on. He's a you're a picky eater. TJ Hushmanzada is joining us in studio. Joy Taylor and for Colin Coward. Along with Alex Curry. So you're a picky eater. I know that about you. I am. TJ does uh, Up on Game with LeVar Arrington and Plaxico Burris. Their show is right before mine on Saturdays on Fox Sports Radio. So I always catch some... On the way in, I listen. So I always catch some (laughs) random take from them in the mornings. Uh, So you're a picky eater. So you eat a lot of fruit. Um, You're not a big traveler. I've been forced to travel now. My wife, uh, my kids, they kind of force me to travel once a year. So I'm forced to do that. But it's like, it's a not traveling thing. We're talking about this because Alex Curry is going to Italy after the show today. Um, what What is it about traveling that you don't like? It's just the food? Not really. I don't like the long flights. Well, that's understandable. Um, but like, you know, you just... You, well, you, don't, you don't drink. So I do. When, I, I, when you I go drink, now. it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> as long as wine, easier. pass out. Yeah. All good. You know what? Not think about it. I have had wine one time. Um, it was a bottle of Riesling, and it was like, oh, this is pretty good. Oh, that's sweet. The, yeah. I, like, that's like dessert wine. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. If it's not sweet, and it's, I don't want it. Yeah. Well, then TJ, that's, your, that's your wine. You're missing out on one of the great joys in life. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> wine. Hey, the traveling part of it is the food part. Like, ah, oh, what am I going to eat? But the long flights. But I will say this. When I do travel on vacation, I enjoy myself. It's just getting me to go. I will enjoy myself. Yeah, that, that's fair. The, the the travel part, the actual yeah. getting there, the transportation part is not my favorite part Yeah, I'm not a Debbie Downer either. once we get there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself Okay, that's sure. good. You're not a big grump. That's yeah, good. Nah. Can we reveal the, the big 
tell that you said right before you came on air? Oh, my points? Yes. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what? He's got three million points on his credit card. What are you doing, man? Get a free flight. The, the trip is free. Yeah. You're not paying for anything. A friend of mine told me that. I showed them my points and they were like, man, let me get them points. Yeah, like, that's I, how we travel. You put everything on the credit card and then you use the points to get your flight. Yeah. So then for a long like a time, though, I, I hadn't even had a credit card. I just paid with everything with a debit card. And then my what? financial advisor kept telling me, like, get a credit card, get a credit card. Perks. So I got one and I just been using it and I just use it. Yeah, they don't teach us that. It took me a long time to get a credit card with points, too. I was like, why would the, the credit? They're like, yeah. yeah, but then you pay for it. It, it pays you. Yeah. yeah. This is a little financial advice for My you. My kids yeah. won't be having the same <laughs> problem that I'm having now, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, thanks for coming in, TJ. We were just talking about Baker Mayfield uh, earlier. Obviously, you know the, the AFC North well. And I'm, I'm out on Baker Mayfield. I think he'll do fine at his next stop, whatever it is. I don't have huge expectations for him. I think I've seen enough. Not just the personality side of things, but he doesn't elevate a team that's not great around mm -hmm. him. We have evidence of that. But I do think if he's going to end up anywhere relatively soon, it would be the Panthers. And there's a report today that the Panthers have a little bit of urgency about getting him in if they're going to bring him in because of minicamp. So if you were the Panthers and you were going to go for Baker Mayfield this year, would you want to try and get him sooner? I mean, he is injured, but there's value to him being in the building, no? I would have wanted him months ago. When you're a quarterback, you have to know everything, the run game, the pass game, protections, checks. There's just so much you need to know. He's not going to learn that system and be able to play effectively. So it's going to be an excuse of, I got in late. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I would have wanted him before the draft so he could learn the system. If I couldn't have gotten him before, I don't want him now. Because is he an upgrade over Sam Darnold? Is he? I think he is. Is he but really? But he's not. It, it, maybe a game or two. If you look at Baker Mayfield since he's been with the Cleveland Browns, he's played with much better players yeah. than what Sam Donald has played with. And so now you go to Carolina, which isn't as strong as the Cleveland Browns roster. He didn't do anything with that roster. And, and I like Baker. Certain guys on the team, they're not going to want him there just because of his personality. So automatically he's going to walk in the door and people are going to have an assumption of what he is. He's going to have to show them that I'm not this. And as soon as he shows them something that may make somebody think, ah, that's what I thought he was, it's a problem. And so they should have done this a long time ago. I, I don't think he's an upgrade from Sam Darnold. One, he doesn't learn. He doesn't know the system. And him and Sam are just completely different people. Yeah. So Dak Prescott has said that he's in much better shape this year. The hype train for the Cowboys is starting to dial up. I don't know where you stand on the Cowboys, but I'm going to tell you this. If it's not my team and I pick you and you disappoint me, I ain't doing it again. And I don't know what this lifestyle is these Cowboy fans live. But my mom is a Cowboys fan, so I guess that's why I, I fall for them sometimes. They won three playoff games in 25 years. I just I love Dak Prescott, but I just don't believe that the Cowboys are a real contender. Dak Prescott is not my question with the Cowboys. I was a Cowboy fan growing up. Really? I really was. They well, used that's to, fair because they were awesome. They used to be up. on Fox every Sunday. Yeah. So I just, all my homeboys were 49er fans, and I was a lone <laughs> Cowboy fan. Um, no longer a fan. Once you start playing, I'm, I'm not a fan. But the Cowboys have a good team. The Eagles are good as well. I think the Eagles are going to win the division and this so, year. And so... Dak Prescott, yeah, you can look better. You, you can feel good about yourself. But when you've lost Amari Cooper, who is shown I play better when he's in the game, 
You re-sign Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's coming off an ACL, so he's not going to be ready to go. And if he is, he's not going to be 100%. CeeDee Lamb can play. But what is that going to do? Who's going to be his comfort? Who's going to be that guy on third and eight that he wants to throw the ball to? You can look good. You got to give me results and play good. And so the Cowboys, because they are the Cowboys, will always be news. But the Eagles are going to be better. And so that going to have to play as good as he's ever played before if the Cowboys are going to do anything. I, I agree with you. I think the Eagles are going to be better. I think they'll win the division this year. So we talked a little bit about Kyler Murray earlier. Cliff Kingsbury said he's praying they get the deal done before training camp starts. I agree. I do not like talking about people's contracts. I'm not running you the money, so it really doesn't matter to me what anyone pays you. But I will say, when it comes to paying quarterbacks, I don't understand why this is like a poof surprise to people. It's like when you get your credit card bill. Oh, my God. You spent it. <laughs> why are you confused? The price how, of doing business. Why, why are you confused about how much it is? That's what you spent. If you get a quarterback who has improved the team every single year, which Kyler Murray has, he has the potential, he has the star power. Are there questions about him? Sure. But why? who said you have to give him a 10-year deal? We're talking about a four- to five-year deal here. If you do it sooner, you may actually save yourself some money. And this is a good problem to have, to pay your quarterback. It's the only position that you should be worried about paying, if we're being honest. So what do you think happens with Kyler Murray, and should they give him a deal? Absolutely. They should have been given – he should have a deal already. Because they drafted him number one. They're not picking in the top ten since Kyler Murray's been their quarterback. Right. They have not picked in the top ten. Go ask the Cowboys how it does when you wait. Ask them how about that. Ask them how it is when you just wait, 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 wait. You end up paying more than you would have paid. Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback. Is he Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rock? No. But he's much better than anything you've had in years. Just pay him. Four years, you you want a short-term deal because you don't want to commit long? The price of doing business now is four years close to $200 million. It's just, it is what it is. You're going to have to, you wait, it's going to be more because if Lamar Jackson signs before him, he's going to want close to what Lamar has. Of course. And, and so, I don't know what the Cardinals are doing. It's incompetent on my when I look at it because you guys have been bad for so long and you are no longer bad. Just pay him. What do you make of Lamar Jackson's situation? Obviously, he doesn't have an agent. I'm not somebody who believes you have to have an agent throughout your entire career. Guys have negotiated contracts without agents before. But I do think in the situation that Lamar is in, where he obviously wants to be completely dedicated to football, and there's only so much time in a day. He's not a lawyer. He's not an agent, obviously. And this is his first big deal. I think this is the time that you would want someone negotiating on your behalf I think they can get it done, but he's sort of betting on himself if they don't get it done this year, no? Lamar should have an agent when you're getting your first big contract. Yeah. And because he's Lamar Jackson, he can set the parameters of what I'm going to pay you. And the best agents in football will say, okay, you're going to pay me this? Cool. I just want Lamar Jackson as a client. You want to pay me X amount? It, it could be less than 1%. They would take that contract on because Lamar Jackson is my client. When they go to negotiate and they start talking about the negative of Lamar, where the, the Ravens, who do they say that to? Who do they say what he doesn't do well? Right. And, and so that's why you need that middleman to be that buffer. 
I don't know what he's doing with this. Con- Every player that I've ever been around, we want to get paid sooner than later. And for Lamar, it looks like it's later. So this leads me to believe that the Ravens have not offered him a deal that he feel he wants. That's the only reason he hasn't signed a deal. To, oh, we're ready to sign Lamar whenever he wants to sign. That, that can't be true. Right, that can't be true. That's what negotiating is for. Like you get a deal offered to you, you don't like it, then you negotiate, and then you eventually reach a deal that everyone and is that could be with in theory. that first deal they offered him, or that first contract that they sent. He probably was like, "Oh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not taking." Right, that's but why you need a middleman. <laughs> right, go get an agent. You're not going to outbid yourself, so they're, you're going to start low in theory. Something that that you would want if you're the team or the company or whatever, and then the agent would negotiate it up. I've always felt like, and I said this last week, um, a negotiation. Both parties should feel like, ah, I gave a little more than I wanted to give. That's a negotiation. I should have got a little more. I shouldn't have given up this much. But I I don't know what Lamar's doing, but you always one play away from being injured. He should get paid and get paid now. Find an agent that will take X amount, not a percent. I'm going to pay you this. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do it because you're Lamar Jackson. They want you on their roster of clients. We got TJ Hushmanzada, Fox Sports NFL analyst in studio. So game six is tomorrow night. Uh, who did you pick to win the series? Golden State in seven. Me too. Me too. So you think that Boston's going to win tomorrow night then? I actually, I think Golden State may pull it out in six now. Hmm. I, I really do because in <laughs> Alex's order... Alex's pick was, was Golden State in six. In order for Boston to win, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they have to play well every game. Tatum played well, but he didn't play well in the fourth quarter in game five. Jalen Brown didn't play well at all. They had no chance. Steph Curry played terrible, and they still won. He's not going to play terrible again. He's not going to play terrible. And and so the crazy thing is Jordan Poole didn't even play much in the fourth quarter because I think defensively they feel he's a liability. Boston is – they're in – it's a rock and hard place because Marcus Smart is giving them a lot. They take him out of the game. They bring Derek White in. Derek White missed two shots. Duck was like, get out. You got to come out. He missed two shots. They take him right on down. They put Marcus Smart back in. They need a game one where Derek White – Al Horford kind of go off and take the pressure off Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart. Because Marcus Smart, to me, is their third best player. He, he's the third best player yeah. on that team. Offensively, people think defensively, yeah, by far and away the best defensive player. But when he's knocking down threes, Curry can't guard him. He'll back him down. Easy. Who can guard Marcus Smart? And so they probably need to make him more of a focal point offensively to take pressure off of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But I, I think – Golden State is probably going to win in a six. I don't know. That's going to be a very – not that they haven't been in hostile environments before and big moments before, but I, I think it's going to go seven. I just – I think Boston is a really good team. And also, Jason Tatum is amazing in elimination games and has been through this postseason run. This year he was, he's been he's been fantastic. Jason Tatum, like the Celtics, that's my son's favorite team. I have no idea where it comes from. He <laughs> loved Jason Tatum in the Boston Celtics. No, I – Look, I I have my issues with the Celtics, 
overall. But I I really do like this. They're going to be good for a long time. And I think Ime's done an amazing job. I'm a big fan of Ime Odoka. So and I, I've actually been saying for years that I, I get that Brad Stevens is like a basketball genius and all that, but he has a lot of talent that isn't able to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. So whatever you said about Brad Stevens' system is not working. So I mean, it's you're good, but if you're just trying to be good, then great, because you continue just being good. But I think the Celtics have a standard for being great. So I love what Ime has been able to come in and do. And to the Celtics' credit, they didn't get rid of Brad Stevens; they just moved him upstairs, where it seems like this is now all aligned. That said, I think it's Steph Curry's moment. Sometimes we just we just have that. I think it's going to be a really intense, tough game. Celtics pulled off tomorrow night, and then they go back to Golden State. Golden and- State is just like there's they got old talent, middle of the pack talent, really young talent. Like they're going to let Looney go, and James Wiseman is going to come in and be better than Looney next year. Like that's how good they are. Well, they just have an amazing culture. They really focus on developing players. I I love what Golden State has done. I wish Kuminga could be on the Lakers. I'm like, <laughs> he don't even play. Put him on the Lakers. Like, he, he well, doesn't but, play. But, I mean, I think Andrew Wiggins is the perfect example of this. What Golden State is able to do is get the best out of their players, the best out of whatever it is you can do, because they don't ask players to be something that they're not. And as a player, mm-hmm. you can you appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Putting people in situations that they cannot be successful in because it's not what they do is going to play out exactly how it sounds, poorly. But organizations do it all the time. They have wild expectations of players, uh, whether it's intangibly, that they don't know what their personality type is, and they try to force them into leadership roles. They try to force them into uh, physical roles that they're not ready for and fit, like Andrew Wiggins fits perfectly with this team. They're not asking him to be anything other than what he is, and he's thriving. How many teams could could have their best player and Steph Curry play how he did in Game Five and still win? I don't think any. There's, there's not, and that just shows you Golden State is the epitome of the word team. They move the ball. It doesn't. They don't care who's getting the shot. Draymond Green is a superstar but doesn't fit the description of a superstar. He does a little bit of everything. He's an emotional leader. Jordan Poole, who carried him early in the playoffs, not even playing much in the fourth quarter. Oh, okay, it is what it is. They just have a good culture up there. But when you win, everybody kind of <laughs> – you settle for whatever when you're winning. Well, yeah, it's much easier to buy into things when you see that the results are that you're going to win. Do you think Steph is the finals MVP? Yes, but I will say this, if uh, if it goes seven and Wiggins continues to do what he's doing and play how he's playing, it can get interesting. If it goes seven games and Wiggins – I mean, Wiggins is getting 20 and 10 every game. I know. We talked about this with Ryan Hollins earlier, but he's like – you know, he's not getting the same looks that Steph Curry – like he's being able to – thrive because the attention's on Steph Curry. Hey, I, I, I hey, no, I'm with you. I think, I think Andrew Wiggins has been unbelievable. I'm loving watching what he's Steph doing. Is going, Steph but deserves Steph, it. I think he Steph he, he deserves it. I mean, he, he should already have a finals MVP. There's no way Iguodala should have got the finals MVP when they played Cleveland. There's no way. It should have gone to Steph Curry. But I, I get it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate that it went to Iguodala. I, I, I do think he earned that. Steph's carried him. You take this, away game five, he's carried him. He's yes. carried him. Well, so Alex and I were talking about this earlier before I let you go. Uh, we were, I, I find this all the time with fans when we talk about Steph Curry specifically because Steph has transformed the game and he inspires so many people to feel like 
I could play like that. Like I could shoot threes. I don't have to be the biggest guy. I don't have to be the strongest guy. And I always push back on the idea that Steph Curry isn't strong. Like people look at Steph Curry and they're like, oh, we're the same. Yeah, I can <laughs> like, do that. No, you're not. You're not even close. But you are a football player, so you can. You are a tough guy, so you can speak to this. Is there this like idea a little bit because people can go play basketball and they can't step on a football field that they're like closer to Steph Curry? Because <laughs> I get this all the time. You're like, oh, he's not strong. It's not that hard what he does. Like he just chucks up threes. That three point line is all the way over there on the other side of the studio. And not only does he do that while someone's guarding him in a huge moment after he's been playing for an entire game, he rises up over a seven-footer and shoots that in their face. You can't do that. What Steph Curry is doing, it's not easy. Just just go to the park without anybody covering you, guarding you, and just do a fadeaway and see how hard that it's is. It's so hard. Like, it's not easy. But and that's the park's three-point line. That's Curry not even the NBA three-point line. is built like he's not dunking on people like Westbrook and Derrick Rose and John Morant. He's dribbling the ball. He's shooting a jump shot. We all can do that. We just not going to make him like Steph makes him. <laughs> and I think people feel they can relate to him because he's not doing what those guys are doing. That That's my only thing. But Steph Curry, to shoot a fadeaway three, you have to be strong. Just try it. You're not going to make it. And with somebody seven foot jumping, trying to block it, you got to be real strong to do that. Yes. Uh, th thank you for saying that. Because it's important. It's I can't tough. tell you how many people are like, oh, I could shoot that. No, you could not. I almost want to like line it up and like have people try and do it just from an NBA court. Like just just shoot it. When you're a professional, just being a professional athlete at any level, guys that don't play are way better than the average person. Oh, yeah. The worst like, player on any on the worst team's roster is people is don't understand that. better than you. They don't understand dunk on your that. face 10 out of 10 times and not even break a sweat. Thank you, TJ. Yeah, that's <laughs> When a you fact. play at the gym and you're the best player in the pickup game at the gym, man. I'm sure you're you awesome at takes. the Y. I'm sure you're awesome <laughs> at the Y. Thank you for joining us. TJ Hushmanzada, Fox Sports NFL analyst. Catch up on game with TJ Hushmanzada, LeVar Arrington, and Plaxico Burris. Saturdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Radio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.